The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So, Bubba, have you ever been in the presence of gyms? I have. Yeah. Uh, GEMs or JIMs? Well, I would say this morning I'm, I'm you know, uh, thankfully here with both. Well, yeah, yeah, some gems who are gems, yeah, right? Right. All right. So today uh, we're very, very blessed to have as our guest uh, uh, Jim Hobson, who is the CEO out at Magnolia Regional Health Center, who also is a sponsor That's of correct. the Advisors Roundtable, and Dr. Jim uh, Gilmore, who uh, is a cardiologist and, and a thoracic surgeon and all that other stuff that we're going to talk about later. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. The gems. Well, thank you all for having us. It's a great chance to get to visit with you all. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we have guests on this show, Bubba, uh, it, it takes a minute for us to all get comfortable with one another. And then after a while, everybody out there in radio land is just listening to a conversation, right? That's right. Uh, so uh, today, in order to, for us all to be comfortable with one another, as I said, my goal is, let's talk a little bit about the background of these gems. I'm going to start with uh, Dr. Jim Gilmore. Jim, how long have you been in Corinth? been here for 11 years now. 11 okay. years. Boy, time flies. It does, doesn't it? You know, it just seems like the other day I, I met you, <laughs> and, you and probably two or three follicles of hair ago for, <laughs> for, for me. Uh, it's great to have you in town. Well, what, you what, what attracted you about coming to Corinth? Um, actually, Max Hutchinson, who yeah. started the cardiovascular surgery program here, had called me and asked me if I would come and look. And to be honest, if uh, someone other than Max had called me, I'm not sure I would have even come to look. But he was such a great guy, and I'd known him before. And then when I came up here and saw the facility, mm. I was so impressed, and and uh, and it was easy to make a decision to come. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it, being here. It's been great having you and Lisa here, and you've been such uh, good members of the of, of the community, and it's just great to see you around town and and your involvement here, and and what you do at the hospital and, and your talents. Now, before I leave the fact that you know he's a doctor and heart and thoracic and all that sort of stuff, and Mayo Clinic and Oshners and and that, you know, Bubba, you know he's got an MBA. I did not know that. Yeah. Now, where'd that come from? What happened there? It came there? from Okay. Yeah. And and what were you thinking? Business or, or, or trying no, to help actually, you? Actually, I, I was I was at a medical meeting and um, the recruiter from Auburn stopped me to talk to me mm -hmm. and asked me some questions and he said, "Well, I think you could get a scholarship mm -hmm. to come down and get your MBA." So I got a scholarship and went down there and got an MBA. Okay. All right. And uh, and. I know about enough to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the rest of us who, you know, read one or two uh, trade magazines or something. We think we're doctors now, right? Yeah. Well, it's good to have you, Jim Gilmore. To, uh, and, and I look forward to your comments today. And Jim Hobson, CEO out at the hospital. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Jim. You're originally from Memphis. Uh, that's right. I grew up in Memphis um, and uh, uh Went to, uh, after after that, went to Center College in Kentucky to undergraduate, a uh, little small liberal arts uh, college in Danville, Kentucky. It was a great experience. From there, came back to Memphis. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess you know you're getting gray hair when they've changed the name of some of your colleges. But <laughs> I went to uh, what was Memphis State um, and, at the time and uh, actually got a master's in economics. Mm -hmm. um, and began, I tell people sometimes I began both my lives at Methodist Hospitals in Memphis. I was born there. Okay. Um, and when I finished graduate school, I started working for uh, for Methodist. So um, it was a great experience and a great opportunity to uh, uh, learn my way into uh, to the healthcare uh, the healthcare environment. And mm -hmm. it's been a, I've been doing it for <clears throat> I don't know close to thirty years now, thirty five <laughs> years uh, at some point. But it's been a uh, been an an exceptional experience to be able to uh, be in leadership roles in organizations that have the kind of impact 
on a, on a community mm. that healthcare delivery systems in today's uh, construct they're no longer just hospitals. They're hospitals, they're physician practices, they're home health. But it's a whole whole gamut of of, of components to, to to a healthcare delivery. System. Now you've been in healthcare in what three or four or five different states. Uh, well, Georgia, yeah, so when West I start, Virginia. When, well, when I started with Methodist, um, and the years I was with them for ten years, they actually had. Uh, um, I don't know, around 20, 19, 20 hospitals when they were sort of at their zenith and that. And so we had uh, the first hospital I actually ever walked into sort of in a professional context was uh, what was then Methodist Hospital of Jonesboro in Jonesboro, Arkansas. So they owned and operated hospitals in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee at the time. So got a chance to be in all of those states and, and be able to work in a, you know, a, a very uh, wide range of hospital sizes and shapes um, as well when it was, was with them. And then... I uh, spent 12 years in Georgia. I uh, was actually uh, uh, part of the leadership team at Phoebe Putney Health System, which if any of you all are watching some of the national news and seeing some of the information on the COVID-19 challenges, it's a community that certainly had, uh, and a rural community that's had some significant challenges with, uh, with, with the virus. Um, but then uh, back to Tennessee for about seven or eight years. In the last couple of years, I had the opportunity to be uh, in the southern part of West Virginia. Which, mm -hmm gorgeous part of the country as well. So. Yeah, so uh, how'd you get to Corinth? I asked Jim uh, Gilmore yeah. how he got here. How did you get here? So, um, you know, being from Memphis and being from from this part of the world, it's always had a little bit, and as well, kind of go through our stages and phases of life, I guess it, it, it continued to have a pull. My wife, Kim, um, is also from Memphis, mm -hmm. and uh, um, Kim's a University of Mississippi graduate, mm -hmm. and so um, we've got two boys um, that are both uh, both attending University of Mississippi right now. So they're on this part of the world and so forth. So the opportunity, uh, when, when some folks called and said, hey, we've got an opportunity uh, that you might be interested in, um, obviously it piqued, uh, piqued my curiosity, but also that of our family. These are always family decisions mm -hmm. for us when we start making some of these uh, some of these kind of kind of moves. And it was a great chance to be, uh, as we got into it and started talking with folks and learning more about it, um, it really uh, uh, presented itself as a great opportunity to be a part of what's a great community it and is. a part of the world that we're certainly familiar with and, and, and we're excited about having the opportunity to, to be a part of, uh, of this community. It's, it's got so much. Uh, well, thanks to both of you and it's good that we got our introductions there and I think everybody now is, is comfortable with who you are and your leadership and, and both of your knowledge levels. We're, gonna, we're up against a break here at the Advisors Roundtable and we come out of this break. We're going to continue our uh, conversation with the gyms and talking about Magnolia Regional Health Center, what's going on there and what we can anticipate for the future here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk 94.3. Mr. Murphy, what do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. Well, there must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. This is John Oliver Windsor, a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. Do you have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at Law & Corn, 662-872-0121. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Don't let mistakes get in your way. Investing missteps can undermine your ability to save as much as you'll need for your retirement and other goals. Let us help you formulate an individual plan that will ensure you get to where you want financially. 
Call us for a financial consultation at Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors today at 662-287-1903 or visit our website at www. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. Call the pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by Albright Storage Company, clean, safe, climate-controlled storage for you with seven locations to better serve you in Corinth and Alcorn County. Thanks a lot to Martha and to Trey for being such fine sponsors of the Advisors Roundtable. So today, Bubba, we have uh, Jim Hobson and Jim Gilmore with us uh, here talking about uh, some things happening at Magnolia Regional Health Center. Guys, I want to just jump right in. I, I want to interrupt first because I think there's one thing that I just want to hear from these guys, and, and uh, Dr. Jim just, mm-hmm. just mentioned it a minute ago. And I'm going to talk about the gym here, G-E-M, mm-hmm. that we have in Magnolia Hospital. Mm-hmm. And for a community this size to have the facility that we have, I think is just incredible. And I think it's a testament to the leadership, you know, over the years and, you know, ongoing that we've, that we've got here in town uh, as far as what an incredible facility we've got. And I don't think many people or as many people shouldn't, uh, you know, realize or, or know what we have in the facility out there. I don't know if you want to touch on that any at all, but uh, I probably just said it all myself. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think you made a, mm-hmm. a, a great observation about what we are blessed and fortunate to have here, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not, and I, I'll keep using the expression, the medical community as a whole. I right. mean, the hospital sort of becomes a bit of a representative of mm-hmm. that, I guess, but um, we are, are fortunate to have, uh, uh, and it got built because of board directors who had the site and the vision right. to, to, to provide the leadership um, and the responsibility for that, um, but you also have an exceptional, I'll let Dr. Gilmore speak to it, but the, the exceptional number of exceptionally well-trained physicians mm-hmm. that practice here um, is, is, is a blessing for the community to be able to have access to that kind of world-class medicine um, and be able to have it um, so close to. I, I used to ask these questions in the past, and and uh, and I know I'm skewing off a little bit here, but I think that we've got just about every, every major specialty representative here in Alcorn County, there may be one or two that I'm not aware of, um, but you know, just the care that we've got here locally for for the community, I, th- I think, is incredible. No, I mean, like Mr. Hobson said, I mean, we're very fortunate to have such a robust medical mm-hmm. community here. And if you looked at the credentials of the people that practice here, I mean, they've trained at some of the best places in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't uh, some little small town hospital that. Uh, is barely getting by. I mean, we're really robust, uh, really trained guys. I mean, got some of the best orthopedics and, mm-hmm. and uh, internal medicine mm-hmm. and some of the subspecialists, cardiology that are as good mm-hmm. as anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's just really good to to feel comfortable <laughs> if, if you have the need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't feel comfortable where you end up. Right, and, uh, you know, so it's... it's uh, from my perspective, not only fortunate to have a lot of great folks who have great clinical and technical skill sets, um, but uh, you know, when, when people come to the hospital and people are sick, mm. uh, you know, those aren't normal circumstances they find themselves in, not normal circumstances their, their family finds themselves mm-hmm. in. So um, one of the things that, that I found to be and continue to be excited about is, is not just what we do, mm-hmm. but, but oftentimes uh, it's how we do it that ends up making such a huge difference to yes. our patients and their families. It, it's the level of compassion and the way we take care of folks and, and the empathy that we that we demonstrate. And 
and, and that's true throughout the throughout the hospital. Um, you know, from uh, our nursing team, which is which is exceptional, as well as the rest of the staff that in today's world um, is doing a great job keeping the hospital safe for everybody mm-hmm. and making certain that you can feel safe when you when you when you have the need to be at the hospital that uh, you're going to be able to get the things you need. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, address the the you know big gorilla in the room, mm-hmm. and that is uh, this COVID virus. Sure. And uh, you know the response of the hospital and and the challenges that you guys have have had to to face and what you see around the corner. Just jump into there uh, wherever you you're comfortable. I mean, we've been very fortunate that Alcorn County has not had much penetration of the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. virus, and I think um, some of that is certainly due to the foresight that the city has had mm-hmm. in making decisions about how to run their business. Mm-hmm. Um, we have spent a tremendous amount of time preparing for this and we have had patients from places outside of Alcorn County that have been in the hospital and been very sick, mm-hmm. um, especially Tipper County and a little bit from Prentice County also. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started out doing this and I'll let Mr. Hobson address, but we started out meeting about twice a day, mm-hmm. um, including on the weekends to make sure that we were prepared for anything that came down the pike. Yeah, yeah, and it just constant communication. What's going on? What, what does it feel like where the boots are on the ground, that sort of thing? Sure, so, uh, you know, first, I appreciate the question, but I, I always talk about within healthcare, what we do is I always consider it sort of the quintessential team sport because it is. Mm-hmm. And, but I will tell you that the COVID-19 has been a, a little bit more interesting of a, of a challenge, unlike, you know, nothing we've ever faced really collectively. But it's been a team sport. We've been fortunate to have a, a low number of, 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 of cases and patients that have tested positive here in, in Alcorn County. But again, that's not to underestimate the impact that a lot of people have had to make some very difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. From, you know, the, the mayor's done a nice job of trying to navigate the, these, these uncertain waters and, and making certain that everybody's doing the best to, to practice some social distancing and, and stay safe. On the mm-hmm. hospital side, um, I have to tell you, again, our board of directors has been very supportive and, and helpful in trying to help us make some difficult decisions that we've had to make trying to navigate this. But we, from 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 the, from the outset, um, hospitals do this uh, and train for this and practice for these kinds of things on a daily basis. We we immediately went to a, a, a disaster drill type framework um, mm-hmm. and structure and set up command center. We were we've been meeting. Uh, we just recently moved to once a day, but we've been meeting twice a day. Well, we're going through all of the uh, all of the checklists of how much uh, PPE do we have, what are the, what, what's our supply chain look like, what's our staffing look like, what's our patient volumes looking like, reaching outside the building um, and, and trying to make certain that we have a line of sight to what doctor's offices are seeing, what's happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just in the hospital, but, but really throughout the community. And, um, and it's been exciting. It's, it's, in many ways, it's, it's had a lot of challenges of trying to uh, make certain that we're doing the best to keep everybody safe and, mm-hmm. and provide care. Um, but also, um, it, it's, it's brought some new technologies and some new capabilities that have existed for quite some time, um, but just really haven't been deployed um, as effectively on a national level and, and certainly on a local level, I guess. But some of the telemedicine capabilities mm-hmm. that have been, uh, have been able to be utilized and our IT team has done, I mean, again, it's a team sport. They have done an exceptional job of making things happen in, in 20 minutes, you know, going, I need to be, for people to be able to use an iPad in a doctor's office and be able to... Uh, see patients mm-hmm. and be able to have mm-hmm. visits and, and you know and, and you know I needed it 20 minutes ago and, and uh, they've done a great job of making those kinds of things happen too so it, it's uh, you know and I was talking with Ben uh, uh, a week or so ago all the way through the hospital I mean I, I uh, always appreciate what our environmental staff and mm-hmm. what that team does for us mm-hmm. but uh, on a daily basis it takes on new meaning when you walk down the hall and you open the door and you realize they may have just saved my life yeah, because they're out there making sure everything's clean and everything's mm-hmm. taken care of. So it's a humbling uh, uh, experience in many ways to see just watching so many people inside the inside the hospital and in the community as a whole. I can't can't tell you uh, we've got a lot of thank you cards that mm-hmm. we're trying to get written because we've had a lot of local businesses and, and others mm-hmm. in the community who have shown up with everything from uh, hand gel uh, <laughs> to, to, to masks to, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things that, uh, that they had that they thought we might be able to, to use. We've had a, a group of uh, young, young, young people in our community that had a little prayer gathering mm-hmm. in, in our parking lot uh, a few weeks ago and 
uh, really uh, you know, was inspirational for our staff. I mean, the, the, these folks are, are in, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the world of taking care of people, and that's what they do, and they do a great job every day, but it was certainly special for them to get that feedback and, and have folks out there in the community praying for them. And, and it, so it's been uh, a real interesting way for me to come into the community, I guess. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just frying pan into the fire, right? Well, but, it, but it's just amazing how many people, you, again, inside the building, outside, and just throughout the community, all just respond and jump in really quickly, and, and it's just all, what can I do to help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you touched on technology and telemedicine all those sorts of things and and it department and and learning new things you know jim just a few years ago i had a number of clients and friends of mine who were doctors that said they're getting out they didn't want to have to learn this new thing and they're going to make me learn coding and one guy who is a real good friend of everybody in this room who doesn't practice anymore said this specifically to me they're not going to make a ward clerk out of this darn doctor <laughs> but but a lot of this is attitude, isn't it? Your attitude to accept and learn new things and, and, and cope, right? Well, I, I mean, I think being in medicine is a constant learning mm -hmm. environment anyway if you're going to do a good job. Mm -hmm. um, I do think the electronic medical record has been a challenge for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you might as well buck yeah. up and, and learn how to use it to yeah. the best advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then telemedicine, where it's going to go in the next 10 years. I mean, that, that's We could spend two hours oh, talking about absolutely. that. Absolutely. About the potential of that and what we're going to do with mirrors. and <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of stuff coming, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, like Mr. Hobbin said, that, you know, I think this has really accelerated some of that technology, mm -hmm. especially telemedicine. Mm -hmm. and I think like with a lot of things in society that the new norm is not going to be what it was just no. a few months ago. No, not, not at all. And I, I, the majority of the time when we have advances, they're actually better for us. In, in in the long run you know less contact with people physically sometimes will will keep down spreads uh and, and the the knowledge that's there can maybe even make it more effect, effective and efficient and timely and there's a lot of stuff there right absolutely yeah yeah, we're up against another break, and as we uh, go into this break, I want those of us listening to be mindful of the fact that we do have people on the front line, and they are making a difference in our lives, and we're thankful for them here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Mr. Murphy, what do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. Well, there must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Call the pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. 
running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Don't let mistakes get in your way. Investing missteps can undermine your ability to save as much as you'll need for your retirement and other goals. Let us help you formulate an individual plan that will ensure you get to where you want financially. Call us for a financial consultation at Cooley & Labus Financial Advisors today at 662-287-1903 or visit our website at www.cooleylabus.com. It's something no one wants to think about, but sooner or later, we will all have to face it. And when it happens, your loved ones are going to face a lot of decisions regarding your funeral. Let the staff of Memorial Funeral Home help your families during this difficult time. They treat everyone who comes through the doors with dignity, respect, and compassion. Their facilities offers a setting to bring your family together, to share a meaningful service, and to celebrate the life of your loved one. Memorial Funeral Home, where friends and family make the difference. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show, brought to you by John Oliver Windsor, attorney at law, without billboards and without an 800 number, with the legal expertise to help you in your situation. John Oliver Windsor, our legal expert for the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, uh, we're talking with uh, Jim and Jim uh, Hobson and Gilmore, respectively, um, about Magnolia Regional Health Center and about our community. One of things that we always uh, talk to the people at the hospital about is uh, what's the financial health uh, and how is this uh, COVID thing uh, gonna affect that and where do you see that going? Uh, Mr. Hobson, jump in there. Sure. Um, so um, Magnolia Regional uh, from a financial perspective has been healthy. It's, it's a rural hospital and, mm-hmm. and, and we've got uh, many of the challenges that you see faced uh, across the state and the region and the country. Um, specific to the the, uh, the COVID nineteen challenges, it's it's put a uh, a big hurdle in front of healthcare delivery systems in general, and it certainly has for us. Um, as I'm sure many of you all are aware, um, in part you know, in partnership, I guess, with the Mississippi Department of Health and the governor, hospitals across the state, um, really uh, several weeks back discontinued doing uh, any kind of a really elective procedures to speak of, and so. For us, uh, that, that was, and for all hospitals, that's a significant uh, economic mm-hmm. piece. It uh, obviously impacts a lot of staff who work in an ambulatory surgery center, um, and you can't do mm-hmm. um, th- those kinds of uh, those kinds of procedures. So, mm-hmm. And volumes have, have also been off uh, off significantly. Yeah. So um, it, it's uh, it's created some some challenges. Uh, a number of people again are trying to help, um, and, and you know there's. Uh, been a, a fair amount of legislation from a federal level and, mm-hmm. and everybody's trying to understand exactly how the mechanics of that's going to work and, and, and what uh, what that will end up looking like over time. So um, I feel good about the things we're doing as a leadership team to try to adjust the organization to to respond to those challenges. Um, it, it's uh, it's always filled with some some challenging decisions and things. And well, so speaking of the challenging decisions, you know, you got to think about furloughs, and then yeah. you got to think about, as you said, the the volume, the basically a, an elimination of elective procedures, right? Right. And and that's a fair amount of financial volume it, there. It is a significant portion of the economics, uh, but and if you think about procedures and you think about the imaging and the pieces that go along with uh, with with each of those as well, so it is uh, it is created. Uh, uh, a, a certain uh, amount of difficulty. I think for us right now, um, I, I guess one of our challenges is um, the unpredictability of, of what the next two weeks look like, let alone what the next two months look <laughs> like. And, and, and so you're you're really trying to trying to make decisions um, in in the backdrop of of some of those uh, those uncertainties. The good news is um, that starting this week, we've been able to begin. Um, you know, a sort of a tiered process and looking, okay. for the gu- looking for guidance from the state and from the governor and others. But we've been able to start uh, providing some of those, uh, some of the surgical procedures again. Um, we're doing, trying to do it in a thoughtful and methodical way and, mm-hmm. and be able to, to 
make certain that we're um, keeping folks safe and doing doing things correctly. So it, it's a long way from from business as, as usual, usual, so yeah. to speak. And um, so trying to anticipate what that's going to look like here over, like I said, just even the near term, let alone yeah. further out the challenge. So I know we're talking about um, uh, elective procedures and that sort of thing. I imagine there's some sort of backlog, right? Well, there's and and I, I guess when you do have the ability and, and authority, et cetera, et cetera, to, to open up and begin, you know, operating as usual, you know, how much of a backlog do you have in, in patients with these elective procedures? So there's some. I, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, you know, you're going to reach a point and then you're just going to be swamped, yeah. you know? <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've been keeping an eye on mm-hmm. that and we've had some of the some of those um, surgeries be delayed mm-hmm. that you're talking about. So we, we've had some, some patients who've been anxious to get those procedures done. Right. Um, one of the, just sort of the, the process from a healthcare perspective is that typically you're gonna go to a doctor's office and you're gonna see your doctor and do all that before you end up uh, mm-hmm. thinking about a, a particular procedure. Well, doctor's office visits have been off pretty significantly right. as well. Right. So um, we do have some volumes that have been, uh, been waiting to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, that's what we're trying to move through bringing those cases in, appropriate cases that can be done safely, do those cases, uh, but also do it in a way that uh, uh, is a little different than we used to. We're not, we're not moving mm-hmm. patients as quickly as we did because we're wanting to follow all the precautions and do things right. So yeah. um, those are pieces to the puzzle. Uh, so uh, this might be for, for both of you here. Um, what do you, like you've looked forward three years from now, five years from now, what do you see kind of the, the face of medicine looking like as, as far as a delivery of, of the medical services that you would typically get today or, or prior to, you know, COVID-19, how do you see that changing? If you could look in your crystal ball and tell us. <laughs> well, I think uh, things that we've already discussed are yeah. things like telemedicine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where do you call to get those telemedicine visits for things? Some, some of that's going to be local things that it's more convenient for patients mm-hmm. to come and uh, do telemedicine visits with their primary care provider or even some of the specialists. Um, but also for perhaps specialists that we don't have in Corinth mm-hmm. that we could do tele- telemedicine mm-hmm. consults for that. And I mean, do you do that here in Memphis or do you go to Nashville or do you go to the Mayo Clinic or mm-hmm. the Cleveland Clinic? I mean, I think those are some big things that we're gonna see. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there'll be some expertise available that maybe we haven't used in the past. Yeah, I can see that, you know. Uh, it, it, it'd be great if, you know, you're here in Corinth and my heart surgeon here tells me, hey, you need this, but really the people who do that every day are in Nashville. Let's get that guy on the line and see what he thinks. Yeah. And I don't have to drive to Nashville to get that opinion. No, I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. I think those things are all coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it'd be fun to, to, to have that available and really convenient, maybe even, uh, you know, keep some things from being cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's the, the crystal ball is a little foggy, um, mm-hmm. as you can appreciate uh, t- today. Uh, but I do think there are some, you know, within, uh, within not just healthcare, I think there are going to be some, some of the things that we've done to adjust to the COVID crisis that won't, won't go back, the genie won't go completely mm-hmm. back in the bottle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've got, like I said, two, two, our two boys at University of Mississippi, they're doing a lot and doing everything online right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily believe that you will have everything be online mm-hmm. necessarily, but it, it will be different. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or, or certainly a good chance it will be. Healthcare has, has certainly got some opportunities with technology to make some changes. I worry about um, small hospital closures mm-hmm. um, over that time frame. I wonder how many rural hospitals will still be there. Um, and, and it's at moments like this, I guess, that, that I reflect on and always it causes me some concern because over the course of my career, there's been a lot of debate that I've been a part of of how the model should look and what it does and all that. But I will tell you that the, 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 one of the huge assets that's here in, uh, in the community is Magnolia Regional Health Center. And I can promise you that that's who's here in, in, in the, when the tornado hits or when the COVID-19 mm-hmm. crisis hits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's folks who are, uh, who are able to respond and do mm-hmm. respond to, to taking care of everybody in our community irrespective of the personal circumstances and, and the rest. And, and so how we, how we, is, how, how we maintain those, the, those connectivities as we go through some of these, uh, these, these changes will be, uh, uh, will be a challenge for us. Uh, when, when I was in college doing my undergrad, taking an economics class or 
a management class. I can't remember which one it was, but our professor put us all on a bus one day and took us down to the local park. And he pulled the bus up to the local park and had us all stand out. We had no idea what we were doing there, why we were there. And he said, look over there at that baseball field. And we looked at the baseball field. He said, see on the outside, on the, on the, the, the outfield, all of those businesses that are hanging on that chain link, do you see any national chains? And we looked and we saw a local dentist and we saw the local vet and we saw a couple local restaurants and local grocery store. You know, we, there was a Walmart and a Kroger mm-hmm. basically hanging out the rest of those. Uh, and then he put us back on the bus and he made this point that the local communities are su- supported by the local entities. When you, you know, when your child is trying to sell the Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. she's probably going to sell more walking up and down the street for the locally owned businesses than she is when she walks in the big national chain. And you make a really good point. It, 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 we need to struggle whatever we have to do as communities to keep entities here that are personal to us. I've always appreciated the local media, but I will tell you, uh, I've had this conversation with a number of folks just recently because there's been so much about COVID-19 in the national framework, which is important Mm -hmm. and valuable to see, but being able to have people know what it's like here locally, uh, our our local media folks have done a great job of trying to help us Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. have timely, accurate, accurate and timely Mm -hmm. uh, communications uh, about what uh, what it's like in, in, in our immediate areas. I've worked in some of the larger hospitals Mm -hmm. in the country and, and as well as here, and I, there's there's a big difference in, in being in a hospital here and being in a hospital in a bigger place. Mm. Um, you know, people here that work at the hospital, I don't care whether it's in the kitchen or in environmental service or the nurses or who, I mean, they're not doing this for, you know, sundown and payday. Mm. These are folks that they really care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that you see um, in the grocery store and at church and around the community, and mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that um, you don't get in a, a larger place very right. often. Right, and that personal connectivity. I mean, there's nothing really more soothing to me than to be on that gurney before you take me into surgery and look up and see a a face I recognize. You know, it helps. Right. It really does. Oh, you know, and our volunteers, you know, we're we're looking forward to when we can have them back with us every day Mm -hmm. as well because, I mean, just the the whole whole, – like I say, the way we do things and how it makes such a difference to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to the care process. I mean, the people are comfortable in, 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 in the environment and they know people and they get that kind of compassion from everybody uh, that's part of the team that's taking care of them. It creates all different environments. It, so. it is. We're up against another break here on the Advisors Roundtable. Continue our discussion with the GEMS, G-E-M's, and J-I-M-S here on Supertalk 94.3 into the next segment. at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. 
This is certified financial planner Bubba Labus. Are you dreaming of a bright future? At Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, we will help you formulate a solid financial plan to make your dreams a reality. We are certified financial planners that will meet with you to develop a step-by-step, individualized strategy for your finances. Call us today for a financial consultation at Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, 662-287-1903, or visit us at our website at www.cooleylabus.com. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. This is John Oliver Windsor, a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. You have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at Law & Corinth, 662-872-0121. Welcome to State Farm, Mr. Murphy. What do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with this portion of the show brought to you by Memorial Funeral Home. Really compassionate and professional service there in your time of need. Uh, thanks a lot to those at Memorial Funeral Home. So, uh, guys, we're here with uh, the gyms talking about Magnolia Regional Health Center. Bubba, I want to concentrate for just a few minute, minutes about how sometimes we incorrectly use their facility, mm-hmm. the emergency room. Yeah. Some people uh, don't use the emergency room correctly, do they? Well, I think the, the, the underlying challenge is access to health care. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times folks don't have necessarily a primary care provider or access to health care. So <clears throat> um, that can lead them to find themselves in the emergency room for um, challenges that may be able to be uh, addressed in a different environment. Mm-hmm. So, those are, uh, which which uh, leads to your cost, mm-hmm. which leads to frustration. I mean, I mean there's, there's a lot of bottle uh, and added wait times in the emergency room. So yeah. I, you know, it's probably a good idea to to describe what a real emergency is and, and what <laughs> isn't, right? You know, you've got the express care things, which I think are mm-hmm. doing well and mm-hmm. and operating mm-hmm. well. Many times, people ought to go there instead of going to the emergency room. Yeah. You know, if you have a gunshot wound and you're squirting blood, <laughs> you need to go to the emergency room. Yeah. If you yeah. got what might be a cold, go to express care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think uh, uh, sometimes that is um, maybe mm-hmm. familiar, how, how my family's always done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I'm going to let Dr. Gilmore speak to some of the, the, the clinical pieces of those decision-making processes, but I will tell you, one of the things that is exciting going on at, uh, at Magnolia Regional right now is we just got the approval to begin a uh, emergency room, uh, emergency medicine residency program. So mm-hmm. that's another six new residents, I think, that you're going to have. Is that correct? In the, six uh, in the yeah. summer, and then up to eighteen. We'll have okay. three years, and so we'll yeah. have eighteen. But you want to talk a little bit about the? Sure. I, I mean, I think um, you know the emergency room volumes have been down through all this too because people are afraid to come to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you that the hospital is probably one of the safest places in town to be as far as being exposed to uh, COVID-19. And so I think people that are having chest pain or symptoms suggestive of a stroke or um, things like that do need to still come to the hospital and they're going to deliver great care for them. Um, We've had a few people that have had chest pain, for example, for a few days and stayed at home because they were afraid to come to the hospital. And, you know, that fear is not... There's no basis for that. Right. Come on and let's take care of them. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. So as Bubba said, that you know, it's a balancing act within your personality. You know, if, if you know, I, I need to make this decision about where to go. Well, if it's this kind of malady, I probably need to go here, and if it's this kind of malady, I need to go there. But I need to uh, address it one way or the other. Right. Right. And and uh, so the, the the balance between do I need to go to express care um, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, environment for. Uh, whatever the the health issue of sore throats and things that are uh, in, in those kind of space that makes sense uh, one of the things that has kept us a few of us up at night is worrying about um, the, the the individuals out there who's you know having all the classic symptoms of, uh, of chest pain and arm numbness and, and those kinds of things really needing to be uh, uh, be at the hospital that are, that are choosing not to you know uh, not mm-hmm. to come over there or stroke and some of those others I, I will tell you uh, um, we, we continue the patients that we're seeing the volumes are down but the patients we're seeing are are, are, are very sick mm-hmm. and, and so mm-hmm. we're not sure if it's just the, the very sick patients we're still seeing or people are delaying care right. and then finding themselves in, in a uh, in a more challenged set of circumstances mm-hmm. where, where they have no other option right but a couple of days could make a difference absolutely you know it, it, no doubt I mean if you're having a stroke or heart attack I mean time is muscle or, or for the heart and you know, mm-hmm. in his brain for for stroke. So yeah. it's real important to have that done in a timely fashion. And, and the outcomes of treatment for both those things are dependent on how soon you can get to those patients. Yeah. You'll, help, you'll, help, you'll hear folks talking about the golden hours and time frames and all mm-hmm. that. Those, those things haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, they're, they're still out there. And, you know, I, I'm certain that uh, a great deal of stress in the marketplace and the world today of, of people just trying to manage these challenges so there's a lot of those kinds of things that create health issues as well that um and uh, want, want to make certain that people are still comfortable knowing that if they need care that they, need they care. say that when uh warren buffett walks into an organization and he's considering purchasing part of the stock or all the stock or whatever that he'll sit across the 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 table from the the ceo or the manager or the owner or the president of that entity and he'll say if you had unlimited resources what would you dream about doing right here? So I'm going to ask you guys. You know, if 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 resources weren't an issue, you know, if you if you weren't constrained by, ooh, that costs too much, Jim. Uh, but if you could do it, and it would provide something better, or give us a different specialty. The next five or six years, what what would you like to see happen? Well, there are some things that we're actually already planning for. That I mean, we couldn't go out and start building today, but we're planning for it, and hopefully, in the next couple of years uh, we'll be able to get started on that. One of those things is to have an electrophysiology program for the cardiology mm-hmm. uh, fellowship here and also to have a hybrid operating room so we could do some uh, trans arterial valve replacements and things mm-hmm. that are uh, being done at some of the larger places. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that you know are pretty expensive. <laughs> um, but, but I think it's also those are things that, that we should be able to offer here. Mm-hmm. Um, we also we've got some people coming back here. Uh, we've been, this summer we've got at least one cardiologist, maybe two. And, okay. And um, and then we've got the following year we've got a, a critical care physician coming back and and perhaps a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got some things mm-hmm. in the works that I think we're going to continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, dermatology. Is, is that really one of the lacks we have? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of specialists if, that if, we, if, we need. If you talk to people in the community about things that, they, that we don't have that they want, mm-hmm. yeah. dermatology is close to the top of that list. Uh, yeah. I, I can imagine. Well, you know, we're, we're getting older, and those spots on our skin, uh, sometimes they don't mean anything other than we're getting older, but sometimes they mean something significant, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of addressing things in a timely fashion. So what is it about dermatology, uh, Dr. Gilmore? Is, is it that there are only a certain number that graduate every year, so there are not that many to go around? Yes, there, there is a shortage nationally, so there are not very many of them. Um, and we've been talking to a young man who's from the area mm-hmm. who is interested in coming back to Corinth. So that's not a done deal yet, but, mm-hmm. but uh, it's promising. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, Mr. Hobson, talk to me a little bit about um, recruiting 
How, how does that look? For the average person on the street in Corinth really doesn't know how much effort you put into recruiting right, right. and how much resource you put into recruiting and the planning that goes into recruiting. So, great question. Um, we, you know, we are, uh, it, it's a medical community, mm-hmm. um, and it's in many ways it's, it's, a, it's about the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, first, uh, when it comes to recruiting, we're blessed to have a, a platform to build for them when, from when recruiting physicians, uh, oftentimes what they like to know is what's the what's the, the nature of the colleagues they have, what, what's the peripheral support they have for their particular specialty and, and, and those pieces. So we, we start there. Um, there's, a, there's a certain amount of just uh, population size demand kind of, kind of pieces that we think about. Um, but it's a, it's a very competitive marketplace in terms of, of how you recruit mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, making certain that we have uh, very capable and well-qualified uh, providers in our community. You know, we're in the, I always tell people we're in, the, we're in the quality of life business at the, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. And what our role is to improve the quality of life of people in our community. Mm-hmm. So kind of as we go forward, making certain we have the resources to bring to bear the capability um, for the community is what we uh, Being a teaching hospital? Mm-hmm. That helps the recruiting, doesn't it? Because a lot of people we bring back here or we've made contact with, haven't we? Yeah, you know, we've, we've retained a, a good number of the people that, that we trained here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that it's been nice because you can kind of cherry pick who you want hey. and keep the cream of the crop. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, Corinth's one of those places that it's, it's amazing me how many people that grew up here want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> And so we've got several people that are from mm-hmm. Corinth and the surrounding area that have come back here and have exceptional training yeah. and are going to be great additions to our medical mm-hmm. community. Yeah. You know, you get away from here and you think you want to go to the big city and, you know, you want to be somewhere you can go to a concert every night. And you do for about five years. And then Bubba did it. Yeah. You know, he, he went away to Atlanta and worked for UBS and got married and his wife was a pharmacist and all that sort of stuff. And then they're like, oh, when we do family, I don't know if I want to do it in this beltway. Right. I want to do it somewhere where I have some support and where I know the people and the school system and the hospital. All that, You're right. This is a community kind of thing, isn't it? And I think it's probably one of the things that attracted you guys here, was it? Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in a small town and I grew up in Oxford, Mm -hmm. but, um, so, you know, actually when I was growing up, Corinth was larger than Oxford Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, uh, Oxford's kind of grown exponentially (laughs) for better or worse. And, uh, but no, I I love being this size Mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's great to have you guys here. Thank you uh, to Dr. Jim Gilmore and also to uh, Mr. Jim Hobson. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's do this more often. Want to keep the community aware of what you're doing, what your intent is. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you all for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. See you again on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.